This episode of Everything Hurts is brought to you by Prolific. Prolific helps researchers find research participants on demand with a pool of 75,000 active participants in North America and Europe. Everything Hurts listeners who want to give online sampling a go can get $50 in free Prolific credit that they can use to recruit participants. Just go to prolific.co forward slash everything hurts. That's prolific.co forward slash everything hurts. It's weird to think that a virus is going to be the forcing function for seeing what is actually critical when it comes right down to it. Welcome to Everything Hurts. My name is Dan Quintana from the University of Oslo. I'm here with James Heathers from Northeastern University, and we are recording our Hurts Pandemic episode. James, how are things going in Boston? Well, me personally, I, I feel guilty, frankly, um, because so far day one of not going to work has been really quite nice. Um, I'm not ill. I think I've washed my hands more in the last week and a bit than I probably have in the previous six months. Um, I'm surprised I have any skin left, to be quite honest. <laughs> I should just be looking looking at a tendon and bone at this point. But, um, you know, all the, the, the normal uh, behaviors that I always always associated with clean freaks. I've never been a particularly clean person. So this is, um, it, it's almost become a hobby now, uh, you know, <laughs> I've heard this hygiene. Funny, funny, How about well, that? It's it's not. I'm not. I'm not a horrible troglodyte from the Black Lagoon. It's more. <laughs> I don't wash my hands ten times a day normally. Sure. I don't sure. think about where I put my hands. And I grew up, as many people will probably have evinced, digging in the dirt and you know, essentially being a very grubby child who mm. was. I, I don't know. I've never been the kind of person who got ill a lot, ever. I don't know what it's like. I know people who get ill all the time and it sounds really miserable because, you know, a little bit of fucking empathy, please. You just sort of, you can figure out what it's like. So, my prevailing emotion, Dan, is guilt at this point that I'm having a really great time in my house and that the rest of the world is suffering through a medical emergency. How are you? Yeah, I mean, normally um, I would be, okay, like this seems to be affecting old people, which is a bit selfish. A lot of young people are going, let's not worry about this because it's only killing old people. Um, But I mean- Wow, okay. Well, um, uh, I really? Okay, maybe you're you're spending more time talking to the general public than me. That's- yeah, but, you know, then again, I think old people have that attitude towards gun violence here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to think of this as sort of karmic payback. That is, of course, a shit idea um, until you talk to your parents or your gran or something like that. Mm. Um, you know, or the old fella in the supermarket. I started I, doing that yesterday. I went to, um, I, I, I wanted to make some lamb yesterday. So I went to the butchers and I was just walking around thinking, how many, pe- how many people in this rather small store, while I make a decision of what type of lamb I wish to mince, how many people in this store would I infect that are over the age of 60? And I got to about six or seven and then I thought, oh, right. <laughs> 
okay, um, if I was a vector and I infected all those people, the odds are that two of them would die. I don't want to be a vector. <laughs> I really, I really don't. Even if, even if I never meet this person, there's just some. I, I wonder if everyone's collective practice at the kind of emotional distance that they have from other people. I've always had a problem with that in the other direction. You know, like I'll give you an example. Like you see the news, and someone says uh, eight hundred thousand people are starving in Yemen. And the scale of that immediately makes me go, oh, shit, 800,000 people. Fuck, I need to read more about it. That's so many people. And then, you know, there's someone in a like boy falls in well in Swamp Balls, Massachusetts. And I don't even hear it. But Mm. there are a lot of people in the world who hear 800,000 people in Yemen and go, what an interesting series of zeros. And then, you know, they start a GoFundMe for the soggy boy in Swamp Balls, Massachusetts. And then they get all upset about it and start rattling tins in your face at the office. I've never understood that kind of close to home version of empathy where it's kind of number and scale free, yeah. um, which I know makes me the weird one. I know that most other people have an immediacy about shit like that. Um, so I, I, yeah, it would have been a valuable lesson for the world to learn before now, perhaps. Mm. I mean, and I, I'm, I'm concerned for, for, for two reasons. Um, firstly, my wife, <laughs> she's, she's incredibly pregnant and giving birth next month. Um, we don't really know what the effects are. Um, the, the early sort of evidence suggests that there's not that many, or at least if the mothers get get infected, they don't tend to pass it on to the babies. But mm. there's still a lot of risk there. And we're going to a hospital, obviously, to give birth. Yes. And hospitals are. are full of, the both of us are going there, and hospitals are full of sick people. Yes. Um, so there and, is- and sick doctors and nurses if the PPE isn't any good. Yeah, yeah. So right now, um, the, the the authorities here have a pretty good idea about numbers, and at least within our muni- municipality, um, there's only been two people that have been infected. Um, but of course, um, every every day, um, I think there's it's doubling at least in the past few days. And in Norway, we have about 600 who are currently infected, and that seems to be doubling. So, yeah, it's a bit of a concern. Mm, yeah. Well, that's one of those things that can't be avoided. Um, I'm pretty sure they won't turn the maternity wards over into plague zones. It's everything else that's sort of frontline care. That's the thing that yeah. plays on my mind when I think about it is if you're a roofer. I, mean, I saw a guy, I think this was yesterday, I saw a guy who's one of these contractors who tries to get everything done as soon as possible on a ladder that wasn't supported at the bottom, leaning off sideways, putting up <laughs> guttering, like leaning out to one side with a cordless drill. Um, you know, because the guttering came loose in the wind. So, he's yeah. up there uh, sticking it uh, back onto the supports and- it was one of those, I, I had the sudden realization of if that guy falls off and goes to hospitals a, a week from now and he comes in with a concussion and a fucked up face, that's not going to be anything like normal care. People who are in car accidents, ugh. people yeah. who have chronic illnesses who have to continually go to and from hospital. Ugh. We used to live by a housing estate when we uh, moved uh, in our previous place in Boston. And there was one 
building where I think there were a lot of elderly people, and there was an ambulance uh, twice a week mm-hmm. out the front of this um at the front of this building. Um, I think it was a combination of um uh, more than one person who was ill a lot and had a lot of kind of sequential emergencies. Um, yeah, they they that person's going to hospital now. Mm. So the other look, <laughs> let's be completely selfish here. What's the risk in recording this in the, the week? The week now, you're going to release this on Monday. This could have aged like milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the time anyone hears gonna- it, maybe maybe this will come across as um, the most powerful kind of optimism as uh, planes fall from the sky covered <laughs> in armored space bats chewing through the wing struts. You know, yeah, it's like what uh, five days away. Uh, it's it's a tremendous danger when it comes to moving news because we don't do a topical podcast in the sense that it keeps up with. I mean, it's not something that just happened, but mm. you hope that everything is re-listenable at some point in time. It's well, a good thing we have no pretensions that we're doing art here. No, because um, <laughs> or, or, we we know we're unprofessional and uninformed. uninformed yeah, yeah. yeah. I um one thing I was thinking about is um you have thoughts I had thoughts <laughs> this okay so so we we've, we've yeah, had still me out here <laughs> your 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 university has has essentially shut down people are doing yes. courses online and yes of, t- of people today are, yes as of today uh, yes mine has as of today as well yep. that they made the call um for all lectures are online um only absolutely essential people to to to, to come in. Um, and we had our first um, mm. our first uh, online meeting, which actually worked really well. We had more attending than we usually do in person, um, so it shows you <laughs> how, the, how, the, how these things can actually work quite well. Um, but what I've been thinking about is this is obviously going to be affecting um, different areas of research, um, particularly people who are working in wet labs or with animals. These experiments uh, don't yeah. wait. Yeah, there's a lot of people going, oh, great, now, now I can go home and actually get the time. A lot of people have been talking about um, during the plague, that, that's when Newton came up with, with all these uh, um, with, with all these important work. And they're like, oh, well, it's, you know, there's, there's going to be this, this generation's Newton is going to happen because people are going to be at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, and, and, and of course, the, the whole um, – there's two minor problems with that. One, those were mathematical derivations. And two – it was fucking Isaac Newton. Yeah. <laughs> you don't magically become so, Isaac Newton. I lo- lo- love, the, love the idea that there's some kind of latent Newton yeah. out there who, who hasn't been revealed so far in, but it's, in, it's gonna in happen. math classes. With, with it, we already, all these people are already in math departments. You know, sorry, you know, it, I don't. I don't think a a a stay at home is going to reveal someone's latent genius when it comes to discovering the equivalent of modern optics. But there's going to be a lot of people, particularly who have their uh, theses due soon, who are collecting data from from real people oh, who have to stop. Yeah. Um, within our university, all PhD defenses have stopped yep. until further notice. So uh. this, in a practical sense, isn't affecting me that much. But it doesn't mean it's not affecting other people. Well, the animal, the animal, uh, the animal version is. Look, a lot of animal protocols rely on tissues being collected at certain times mm-hmm. in life cycles. Yep, uh, they rely on sequential measurements being taken from animals as they get older, especially in disease models. How is mousey at seven days? How is mousey at fourteen days? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. You have to be there to take things at the time. So, 
the staff that are in animal houses, in my experience, which is not working in a lot of them directly, but, you know, in my experience, no matter what's happening elsewhere, there is a key personnel, what's his name, always in an animal house. Because yeah. if you don't give them the things that they need to live- They, they will die. die. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the air conditioning is maintained, food and water, light cycle, temperature, etc. Um, also, there are freezers with millions of dollars worth of samples in them, which need to be- uh, checked, kept mm. online, etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a horror stories of what happens when freezes. You know, someone kicks the plug out of the wall, Oof. and the facilities guy is away, and you know, hundreds of samples of whatever Years suddenly of suddenly turn into gut soup, um, and not in a fun way. But so yeah, look, it's you do have to spare a thought for people who are at the the coal face of that. I mean, that's just the start of it. That's just um, that's just wet lab in within a specific trajectory of biology. What about people in behavioral neuroscience who are trying to train some fucking thing to do yep. something over yep. time? Yeah. Um, but you're going to break the quarantine and go in to do the do the protocol? Mm, yeah. You know, likewise, anything else, it's possible that if, if you had a scanner-based experiment, a scanner's being turned over for something else, uh, is that part of the hospital still accessible? On and on it goes. So, like I said, I'm feeling guilty for having a good time today because it's it's easy to infer just what kind of a shit show this could be bringing down into scientific enterprise in general. Yeah. In in Boston, um a lot of the biotech stuff is uh I've the grapevine says uh, three or four of the larger companies are already on work from home because of this incident at the Biogen conference. I heard, I heard about this, a super spreader. <laughs> super <laughs> yeah. not, it's not some bloke opening his leg on a train. This is uh a super yeah. spreader, super is, spreader gives me a mental image I will not describe for yeah. posterity on the yeah. There's a lot of yeah, no, James. Don't even make a <laughs> oblique reference to the image you just experienced. Um, I'll just I'll leave it at think men's gymnastics. That's terrible. Um, too much Roy and HG. Roy and HG. Oh, YouTube um, that literally folks. no one who's not Australian would ever understand that. We'll post a link um, to some uh, classic Roy and HG gymnastics commentary. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I I wonder as well where the kind of collective anxiety of all this goes. Everyone's very well aware of everything now. Everything's incredibly loud and incredibly close and incredibly fast. And it helps you stay better informed. But I, I wonder if there are people who are... You remember when they put the news ticker on the bottom of the news like it was a stock ticker? That yeah. never used to happen in the news. They just used to read the news at the the, the yeah. speed of description. And now that's everything. And I always wondered how that contributed to everyone's collective anxiety because it's always bad news. It's bleak stuff. You know? Yeah. Forest fire burns down Gilbert Gottfried in particular. Um, sentient road comes to life in Iowa, eats all the corn, um, on and on and on the, the ticker mm. ticks. And I wonder if we're all ticker taping ourselves at this point. 
well, with Twitter, every, everyone's got their takes. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's all the platforms, Daniel. I it was sort of looking around at it earlier. It's just, you know, and the, the, all, the, the, all the aunts and grandmas are talking about it on the Facebooks. Yeah. Uh, even the, the Pinterest and the Instagram thingies have kind of canned images that are getting displayed and chucked up. It's everything on every news site, on every news feed. I think and we- it's getting into the content. I mean, we're doing it too. It's getting into the yeah. content of all this stuff. How are you supposed to pull away from that? I'm, I'm trying to understand from a distance as someone who's me, and you've all met me by now. I'm trying to get inside the head of someone who would be anxious about that. Especially if you're I, I wish sick I knew already. what to tell them. Well, yeah, shit. If I had, uh, if I was immunocompromised, mm. uh, maybe if I was a heavy smoker, um, maybe if I if I had like COPD or something for other reasons, some other chronic illness, I would probably be packing a lot more shit yeah. right now. Um, and we had the benefit of. I mean, I, I read about the the thing happening in Wuhan and what it feels like. Maybe five weeks ago? Yeah, it was a slow burn. Well, relatively speaking. Because, well, look, between, um, you know, all the scummier sorts of news sites and um, it was it was well reported within the kind of, you know, news that matters sort of areas, mm. I suppose. Um, but I do wonder now if even right now there's still people who aren't taking this shit seriously. Oh, there's plenty of people who aren't taking this seriously. Plenty of people. Well, this is- Oh, it's, it's just like the flu, but a little bit worse. That, that That's the common refrain that you hear from a lot of people. There's a certain element of truth in that. But it's it's like me saying, say you have a rifle and I have a, an automatic shotgun- when we say the rifle's dangerous, I think the automatic shotgun is a little bit more dangerous. You know what that would be, like an, an AA-12 or something, something that is right. So for people who don't know things about firearms, it has a shell rather than a bullet, and the shell is packed full of smaller sub-bullets. I'm going to describe it at that level, yes, Dan. Pellets? Um, and... and it uh, it fires automatically one after the other. It's a very, very dangerous thing with uh, limited practical utility. So we have these weapons, but when I say, well, mine's only slightly more dangerous than yours, so I'll wave it around in public, mm. is not really the message that needs to be conveyed. Um I wish there's 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 a kind of uh, I, I saw a few people who are like oh shit well planes are sixty percent off I would book my holidays and go the fuck to Aruba. Um, there's this weird element to which you know the pe- people who never had the fucking money for a holiday can now actually do it. The- yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you don't, I have- mean, if, if, you, if you're going to treat yourself, go tell you what you can do. Go to Chinatown and eat at the eat at a fucking restaurant. It'll be, it'll be in Chinatown. Cheap. But I've actually had a few. 
It's no more or less dangerous than anywhere else. For fuck's sake, there's there's no people. People are acting. There's a lot of like racism there's, going there's, on here. Oh, there's some kind. Of, do you think there's some kind of quantum genetics where if the, the people are related <laughs> five or six generations back, that suddenly the virus it- like transmutes yeah. somehow between the DNA? Like That's what people- it was, it was in them the whole time, and suddenly it came the out. Switch came on. I was talking to a lad in the office a, 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 a couple of days ago, a master student who's helping me out. And he's like, I've got a, a Chinese friend. I go, yeah, fine. I go, he's got like a problem with his uvula. He's got like a persistent cough. He's had it his Oh, life. no. Poor <laughs> bloke. Tra- Poor bloke. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get that man a baseball bat full of nails because like some ignorant prick is going to have a go. That's not, not for sure. It, bad time to be that guy. It's, yeah. I mean, this people don't help themselves. Of course, there was a um, a, a very uh, a very well dressed young fella in the supermarket the other day wearing a wearing a face mask and fashionable pants. Um, like a week before, it was fashionable to wear a face mask. Whatever the hell good it does you, I don't know. And then he went over to the produce section, and I watched him finger fuck all of the eggplants no. one after the other, <laughs> looking for the right eggplant. And I was like, I can't be the only person staring at this guy, going, "Dude, it's it's not." If someone yells at you. It's not going to be the racism. It's a combination of the mask and touching Every, everything. Yeah, yeah. You see people massaging through it like it's- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not the fucking- Just pick one that looks good and get out of the fucking right. way. You're making everyone anxious. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's a, they're touching everything thing. The one thing people haven't done here is gone- Ape shit on the the overbuying of oh, the toilet paper. We've seen our uh, toilet paper runs in in what our home t- <laughs> in our home country, which is just insane. Toilet paper of all the things. <laughs> toilet paper. Why? It's like you, you see you see footage of those um, Boxing Day sales or the black the the, the, the equivalent oh, of yeah, Black Friday where we 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 open up the, the shutters and, and people are running in and, yes. and 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 staff are getting stampeded. There's footage in, in Australia of supermarkets opening up with hundreds of people running in and just completely emptying shelves full of toilet paper. Just be- <laughs> I, I guess it's paper. Yeah. Why? Seriously, if anyone knows, please let us know where the fucking toilet paper Look, thing is from. I'm, I'm sure it started on Facebook that uh, somebody posted a thing going, toilet paper's going to go, and all it takes is for other people to think, well, everyone else Why is going to- Why would a respiratory virus make you shit yourself? It's a respiratory virus. Yeah. What do they think? It goes on holiday to the colon and just sort of like- Hangs out there for a bit. Hurries things up a bit. Yeah, I mean, like the masks thing, I get the hand sanitizer sure. thing makes sense. Although, you know, anyone who's buying them and reselling them at this point should probably think very seriously about killing themselves. Um, you know, <laughs> leave leave a leave a homeless shelter or the hand sanitizer in your will. You fucking ghouls. I've, I've seen um, uh, c- certain things. I've got a few colleagues from Italy in the lab, and um, they've said that. Um, uh, it's it's really shown the true colours of, of Italians because um, if you look at if you go to the supermarkets, all the tr- traditional Italian pasta sauces is completely gone, um, but uh, all the tomato sauces and mayonnaises are still there because no no Italian would debase themselves e- e- even in a time of a pandemic to actually buy tomato sauce to use in their pasta. So the, the, <laughs> these things are, the shelves are completely full. People are going, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not touching that. I'd rather starve than uh, than put some I, to, to, to I ketchup in my one. pasta. I saw one of the vegan section of a butcher in a, a supermarket in Glasgow. You know? Yeah. I'll eat the arse end of a pig, but I'm not eating that. 
I, I think every culture well, will have the their vegetable, thing. The vegetable sausages and shit were all there. Apparently mm. in Scandinavia, it's yeast. There's a bit of a run on yeast for some reason. I don't know why. People want to bake. They're at home. They've actually yeah. got- um, they've, they've That given- makes some kind of sense because it means it's, it's you a staple. can use- it means that you can use every bastard non-perishable thing in the house eventually to make food yeah. that you can That's a sensible thing. But a lot of people, um, now that people have been given the work from home order, um, because a lot of people here um, have uh, have their their mountain cabins because because Norway, um, there's actually they're, they're specific instructions of you can work from home, but but um, but make make sure you're you're within commuting distance to work. I.e., don't go to your cabin and just hang out there for three weeks. <laughs> Ah, right. Don't skive off. Don't skive well, off. Well, this is, I mean, your, your, your reports of the kind of scientific, uh, attitude to the coalface and the Norways in general are, um, you know, it sounds a little bit less frenetic here. So you can see why people would put on their good trainers and, um, fuck off up the mountains for a while. Yeah. Pe- people have already done that. There's actually more cases up in the mountains than there is in the municipalities or, or in the cities because a lot of maybe, people. Maybe they're self isolating. Yeah. That, that, good, good, good for them. Well, um, it's not good for them if they get um interstitial pneumonia. No, no, but it's good for the community. That's what I was getting. Oh, at. if they go off into the woods and will themselves to die <laughs> like, like a dog, like, like a sick, like a sick dog. No, well, <coughs> you've got to keep an that eye on that cough. That was a biscuit crumb. Shut up. Welcome to 2020, it's the Methodological Terror Zone. As research progresses and we find out more about the best way to deploy the measurements that we take from the world, a series of concerns have arisen around whether or not data collected in survey platforms on the internet to do research is representative, ethical, and trustworthy. One company who is endeavouring to answer those specific questions, which are pretty good questions, is Prolific.co. Go to Prolific.co slash Everything Hurts and get $50 of free trial credit and pilot yourself a study. See what you can find. There's no risk except maybe, well, maybe the arse will fall straight out of your favourite hypothesis and you'll have to start thinking about what you're researching from scratch. Sorry about that, but disappointment can be more accurately yours and sooner and in a more trustworthy manner with Prolific.co, the exclusive supporter of the Everything Hurts podcast. I actually had a, I had a talk organized for, um, for, for, for tomorrow afternoon, which, which I mm. was looking forward to, but it got canceled, obviously. Um, and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of people have had their talks canceled. And there's been a lot of interesting discussion on Twitter that I've seen of, do you put these things on your CV? I've said, I got invited to, to Conference X to do a talk on this, um, but it was canceled due to, due, due to coronavirus. Um, I mean, for me, this makes sense. What do you think about uh, this whole idea? Well, you got invited. The idea that unless something prevents you from turning up and doing it in the first place, you, you're not you're not uninvited because of the thing. Mm. I mean, yeah, you didn't deliver on it, but it's like saying, you know, you if you were awarded the grant and then you can't accept it because conditions change, you're still awarded it. Sure, it's the competitive you know, process. Well, yeah, you. you 
Presumably, or, or that, or the, like a talk is more like a recognition a lot of the time, rather than you're not you're not competing with nine other presenters to give the best talkography. It's more you fit within the right parameters mm. of what they want to talk about. And they're trying to get the best people for the right subject in the right context, and a lot of the time they all choose you. Did I you- have a I have a trip that was supposed to be in two weeks down to in. Dean, oh Christ, Indiana. Mm. Don't want to, don't want to get that wrong. Forgive me, Indiana people listening. Don't fucking cancel it in retrospect. Um, we were looking at getting all that together about a week ago, and I said, let's hold off on this due to death. And that looks like a really good decision in retrospect. Yeah. Maybe it will. Maybe by the time this podcast is released, it will look like an even better decision. Hmm. But yeah, but now a lot of these conferences are going um, completely online. A lot of have converted into Twitter conferences. I think there's a Brain Twitter conference that happens. That's been happening for three years. Um, hmm. But a few other conferences are now going online. I saw. I saw um, um, a friend of the show, Brian Nosek, saying, "Hey, if if you're a conference, um, OSF is set up to post your posters." And your talks and your videos, so people can yeah. do that. Um, well, this is the, the, the whole collective. Uh, this is the whole. It it has been widely mooted for quite some time. I remember people trying. Do you remember Second Life? I have no idea whether or not Second Life already exists. Big avatar based. Yeah, work. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Um, people were experimenting on that platform. I think about fifteen years ago. Wow. To the extent where you have a virtual avatar, you log in, there are things that are available to be, you know, seen. You can walk around through a virtual presentation, uh, interact with other people's avatars, that kind of shit. Yeah. So, it's not a new idea. It's just that ideas in general are sticky and ideas in- science and academia more generally are even stickier and you have to admit you don't go to you don't go to the conference to learn about the science it's not this it's not the center it's not enough by itself we have everything now i have everything in the whole world that comes up within parameters that i've already set up is delivered to my inbox every morning i wake up it's already there I drink coffee, I find out what has been published within these parameters everywhere. You know where all the conference proceedings are. A lot of the things are videotaped to do it in retrospect. You don't even need to go in the first place. You go to conferences for the experience, the environment, the people. People. And that's not a it's not a trivial thing, and it's not just let's get drunk with your friends. It's more if you talk about this person, there's a chance that they might get excited about your idea. Mm. You have the immediacy of being able to get involved with uh, a project um, you might be offered a job something might happen or just you might be finally I mean, a lot of research involves some form of social isolation and if you work in some reasonably small area or some poorly understood area you're finally in a room where you can open your mouth and the person that is within earshot will probably know what you're talking yeah, about that feels good there that is feels a good. normalizing force and 
at the same time, there's a, a lot of the back-end structure. At any sensibly organized conference, there's a lot of the back-end structure of social interaction that is designed to get people in the same kind of space, on the same page. Let's have ECRs that go to this thing and get the mentors. Let's have the dinner for the people who are interested in this specific thing at this specific restaurant. Let's have a panel on uh, whatever else before the conference starts for all the people who care about that shit. Let's run some workshops, develop some skills where you can ask the questions up close. And let's put aside time as well for... The idea that it's a break from normal shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a that you're allowed to step away. It's not just another work task. It's a weird kind of work social occasion. I so think- there's all these interacting elements. And when you just say, "Oh, let's just throw them all," let's just throw them all away, and we'll have digital whatever. It's not. There's an experience there that you won't be able to recapture digitally. That being said. There's probably a lot of them, especially really big ones, where the amount of effort and expense and shit like that is like physical things don't scale very well. We've got 3,200 people. Oh, we're at capacity. We need 3,600 people. You've got to book a room. That kind of shit. Like digital resources laugh at stuff like that. Mm. You know, rent another AWS instance and go fuck yourself. It's not a thing. It's the place where you get the scale working out the best. And I don't think small interest group conferences are ever going to fully die out. But I'm sure there's plenty of people who want to think about them. It would be nice as well if we could split the difference between a kind of a conference and a journal club. I, I like the idea of a sort of digital monthly meetups that are about whatever. Isn't that essentially what reproducibility is? Uh, but, but it's not. It's not. Cent- it's not centralized in the yeah, sense that it's not centralized and it's not digital. It, it, but everyone is doing their own journal clubs, and the the actual content is being digitally uh, sent. But they're not doing it sort of digitally in a collective sense. Everyone together. Yeah. 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 They're, yeah. They're 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 not. It okay. Okay. So, a, so, so it also has a specific focus. But yeah. Look. But you know, close enough. So, so you're saying some sort of format where let's pick a paper every month, get together online. Um, I think Zoom can have like more than a hundred people that participate at the same time. Yeah. Um, or you could do formats where, like, if you if you're streaming on YouTube, uh, the amount of people that are listening in is essentially unlimited, and then except everyone can't everyone can only participate via text. Uh, or by actually writing text in, but that is not well, a bad. That, but it's a lot more similar to a lot of other e-learning resources in that sense. I mean, a lot of like lectury sorts of platforms do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we have teams through the university, but I use a weird combination of on any given day hangouts, blue jeans, teams, um, and some other. Uh, oh God, what's that even called? What's the other one? They mentioned blue jeans. I've never heard of that. Zoom. Zo- blue jeans is extremely popular, Daniel. Really? Um, it's also my least favorite because I find it clunky and the service to be annoying. Um, and it's called blue jeans. That's an odd it's an odd decision. Oh, uh, it's just one of these. They paid $800,000 to <laughs> someone in designer sneakers to think of something sufficiently cute. It's one of those things that I find inherently disgusting. But Zoom works well. well we, we, we started, um, we, we had our, our center meeting today with Zoom 
And it's one of those things that even uh, it just worked and it was very easy and intuitive for people to use it, even though no one had ever used it before, really. Um, it, it worked quite well. I was, I was impressed. Uh, but to have some I, sort of- I use one of these things a day and have done for three, four years. Mm. So, it's, yeah, it's second nature now. I often mute myself and make coffee. I go, like, if I unmuted myself, like, the sound of the burr grinder going in the kitchen would immediately <laughs> deafen everyone. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's good when you get the full control over it. In fact, I would, for you, maybe some, uh, <laughs> if people aren't used to these things, I can strongly recommend the mute button at all points in time. Well, during on, the conversation, it's on by default when you when you log into Zoom, at least from a group thing, or you can set it up that when you set yeah, up the room. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. It's a, yeah, um, especially when you got like 40, 50 people in the actual room. Have you ever been on a conference where someone's accidentally said what they didn't mean to say? <laughs> no, it sounds like you have. I've heard someone do that. It wasn't about me. It's something that I overheard. It's something else. Um, but I've heard, I've heard someone say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm listening, I'm listening, them. but you can hear them typing away in the background. <laughs> mm. You're not listening, mate. Yeah, that's that's why, yeah, it's better to flash it on and flash it off. But look, the, the other, the dirty little secret is as much as we're, oh, everyone needs to be on the same page, an awful lot of meetings are a requirement for something. An awful lot of meetings fulfill a legal rather than a, a practical requirement. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs to be invited. Everyone needs to say them, et cetera, et cetera. The idea that you can fill in the negative space and sort of half tune out is I don't doesn't feel inherently disrespectful to me. It feels like if you're vaguely responsible, you'll participate according to necessity. I'm often in meetings where either there's engineers talking about engineering stuff that I don't understand. Mm. Or there's clinicians or psychologists talking about uh, clinical or psychological practice stuff, which I understand, but will never directly affect me. And I talk for three to five minutes in an hour and potentially 20 to 40 minutes of that is just not for me. Now, the idea that I'm going to sit there like a pudding and <laughs> wait carefully for my turn is, I mean, is, is that any more inherently disrespectful? than the idea that I can ignore three quarters of what everyone's saying. That's the problem with, I mean, this is the, the problem with the, 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 the idea. Because so, lots of meetings are a sign that a lot of stuff is poorly organized, honestly. And I've, I've heard of so many different ways to try and get around this. And it's weird to think that a virus is going to be the forcing function for- seeing what is actually critical when it comes right down to it. And at the same time, just the thing, you can sort out an awful lot of stuff in a five-minute phone call. At the same time, everyone's become allergic to five-minute phone calls. While at the same time, still overscheduling face-to-face meetings and also overscheduling digital meetings where, you know, does anyone have anything to add? No. Well, let the record show that I told you. It could have been an email. Yeah. Could have been an email, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I don't know. I th part of it always, for me, stems from someone who's in charge who doesn't respect other other people's time. Yep. It's basically, look, I, I, I am in charge of this and I need to have this 
procedure that we're talking about or this project that I'm managing, this needs to be explained in such a way where I can justify to an external party the fact that it has been explained. Well, I was it's like this. It's like this bullshit version of, of like stakeholder engagement stuff where you go, I'm giving them a chance to engage. It's like a government having an email address buried in the website where you can make a public comment on the project they're going to do anyway, you know? Yeah. Like they're putting a freeway through your backyard and you write to them, dear government, please do not put the freeway through the backyard. <laughs> and they write back going, yeah, nice try, dickhead. We're doing it anyway. And, you know, that's a meeting. I mean, it happens all the time. And I, I look around and I think, well, there's 20 people here. They're, they, they, in, oh, they, they're, 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 they're earning, they're earning, you know, they're, they're all paid X amount of money per hour. How, how, <laughs> yeah. how, how much money? Everyone does this. How much Everyone of looking around? Does this. So, sometimes, look, sometimes oh, meetings, man. I think we, we have a sort of an annual retreat, which is fantastic and takes everyone away for, for, for two days. But, uh-huh. but it's really good because you get an update of what everyone's doing and the social aspect is fantastic. Look- what, what do you think? No, hang on, hang on. I want to cost out one of your meetings. Yeah. So, who's, 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 who's in attendance? We've got sort of like research science people, postdocs all the way up Everyone. to professory dean people. So, we're, we're about, about 100 people. Uh, not, all, not all the way to, to, to dean people. What the fuck? Yeah, 100 people, um, PhDs, okay. PhDs, postdocs, um, professors, the whole thing um, one, overnight. Two two days. Um, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Not the not the full retreat thing. Not the full retreat thing. I mean, obviously, I presume a lot gets done at the full retreat thing. Yeah. I mean, that actually seems like a, a good use of time. It's a great but just use like every the, the general trickle of meetings. So you've got ten people in, and you wonder you wonder what the hourlies are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My my rule of thumb is like a lot of meetings are eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a lot of the time. That's mm. what I sort of vague. I mean, it depends on the people and etc. etc. But you have a decent sized meeting. It's really weird because when you think about Oh, you didn't provide the full dinner receipt to get the $17 ah. back. Uh, the idea that you call a meeting and the the meeting is $1,200 worth of time. Yeah. And that that's done at the drop of the hat. But you're going to spend money employing someone to piss and moan about the $17. It's just one of those... It's one of those inherent organizational inefficiencies that make me so angry I realize I don't think I could ever be a dean. Or it's like the department would have to be Mad Max or something before I was fully happy. There would have to be mandatory shotguns and open credit cards or something because otherwise just the, the, the sheer pettiness of the whole thing. You, you, you remember, look, you've worked in the same physical place as me. Do you remember how I behave when someone's what, wasting my time up close didn't. Asking stupid questions, <laughs> generally getting in the way, or someone says they're coming at one and they turn up at one twenty-five and chew with their mouth open, asking me stupid questions, that kind of thing. Do you remember the treatment that that person got? <laughs> yeah, of course. You just you sent them away. Didn't didn't you just walk out of a few meetings? <laughs> didn't realize it was relevant. <laughs> just close up your computer, and I remember a few of those. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's a- Look, it's just it's the thing. It's just my, my way of telling you to respect me. Now, it's not nice to yell at people. Yeah? Yeah. 
And I don't actually, actually yelling at people close up is not something that I do because it's very convincing. And I've learned not to do it because it's horrible for other people. But like very, very occasionally I allow myself the luxury of yelling at someone in person. Very, very occasionally. It's been years now because it's it's not nice. Mm-hmm. But I have a I have a being disrespected bugbear. Yeah. Oh, totally. And honestly, I would support everyone else's right to have one as well. I try not to do it to other people, but if it happens, I support your right to yell at me. I'm not going to be particularly bothered by it. Yeah. Maybe I need yelling at. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, get yelled, you get yelled at from time to time on, on, on Twitter. What a great platform. <laughs> what a, yeah, what a but great- see, that's, that's, that barely registers. Even though, it, an, even, though it, an, even though it's a public yelling? As an, it barely registers as an emotional experience. And, you know, this is like- Have you ever read a news article where it says, people furiously denounce XYZ policy of whatever, and then you open the story, and it's six people- who've written mean tweets about it and the oh, journalist in yeah, yeah, inverted yeah. commas has corralled the six mean tweets and says people Pe- have yelled at. Pe- people, are, people are angry. Yeah, when you think that, you immediately, instead of that article, like, people are angry. Now, if you called six people on the telephone or six people who are ostensibly involved in some vague capacity and then written it all down anonymously, you put credence in it. But the moment you know it's six tweets, you immediately go- Oh well, that doesn't count. At least, um, at least it's transparent. You've, to- you've totally, you've totally oversold that. Yeah. Well, it's easy to be transparent. It fills up the article. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of and the tweet, and the tweet, and the tweets are there. You're, you're knocking out column inches in a second. So no, it's just, it, it, it doesn't. It it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Um, I've I'd said previously the last episode of the episode before. I wish I wish I could teach people not to care and not to overinvest. In the travails of morons. <laughs> I don't know how you. I don't know. How is it, is, it, is, that. is that teachable? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's it feels like something that I. I bit, at the same time, I don't want to read any books about it because I find this trend towards the kind of like very uh, overtly sweary self help kind of. You know, ha, 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 fuck everything. It doesn't, ha, pew, pew, fire two rounds into the ceiling. This kind of, this very sort of affected diffidence and lots of books with fucking shit in the title and they're all very affected and I don't find them particularly convincing and I would never want to get into that space. Wow, we really have strayed from yeah, science yeah. as a thing. Haven't this? This is the problem with your modern pandemic, Dan. It destroys focus. It does destroy. Fo- <laughs> what do you? Here's a good thing. Let's. Wait, wait, I just realised this is a good opportunity for pre-registration. Okay. What do you think? This is recorded on Wednesday, eleventh of March. Pretty, pretty typical for us uh, during the middle of the coming week. Giving you enough time to do the edit, release on Monday, so we can keep our schedule. Yep. What do you think will be happening five days from now, pre-registration? Okay, pre-registration, we will see um, many cities will shut down their schools in the States. We will- well, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a gimme, Dan. I mean, that's a- that's a. I Yeah, I mean, look, 
of course, the markets will continue going in free, fall, free fall. Um, People will get a bit jittery. Uh, look, I, I don't see anything. We're going to see shutdowns, shutdowns of schools, um, but not general panic quite yet. But all it takes mm. is for someone to say something a bit stupid on Twitter or a bit stupid on Facebook, and we're going to see the situation that we get in Australia with toilet rolls, but it's going to be a bit different. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be a little bit different. Wow, that's really, really non-specific. No, no, I'm really, I, I have, I'm I, really I, glad I, I asked you for your I opinion. I haven't. That things will in fact happen at some places, and that events will occur. No, good job. Schools. You're one of those super forecasters. Super forecasters. Aren't you? Yeah, I'm a, few, I'm a few, few futurist. Schools. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got. They got. They got. They got a name. Um, that. That's as. Yeah. That's as far. As, what, what do you? What do you predict is going to happen by Monday? Uh, there's. There's going to be there's going to be a few concentrated places where they haven't got out in front of this fast enough. So I think we're going to see even by Monday in probably some localized places, maybe on the west coast here, where things have, uh, seem to uh, have got out in front of everywhere else. I think we're going to start to see some EIs hitting capacity and a more general local or state government response to. Like everyone stay the fucking side unless you absolutely have to. I thought states are already um, doing that, or some cities are already doing that. Nope, I haven't heard of that. Uh, okay, not in the United States. I, it's I, also you have to understand that that's they have a thing here in their ethos about not being told what to do, yeah. even if it's like the right idea. So that is, in some sense, a significant kind of step. That's an um. We are uh, when we see the profile of when we see the profile of the 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 deaths when we see the the, the mortality profile. It's going to become a little bit more well understood. I think they're going to realize that there's going to have to be some coordinated response for retirement homes, uh, certain cities, gated communities, except. Et cetera, et cetera, to keep people over the age of about 65 the fuck out of the way of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's going to have to be official. At least, God, I hope so, because- Did you read about this Diamond Princess thing? The the, sh- uh, the ship that wasn't allowed to dock. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah, they had six deaths and everyone was over 70. Far out. It's a kind of a microcosm of what's what's going to happen in a city. Well, yeah. It's the, the problem with that is, though, is that the people who are going on a cruise in the first place, you don't say, oh, the emphysema is going to take me, Pops. I think I'll go on a cruise. There's presumably people who are retired and Relatively healthy. Of enjoying of in, enjoying their lives yeah. by drinking half-price cocktails and wearing Havianas. I loathe cruise ships. I can't imagine anything worse. Um, if I went on one, I would insist on sitting in the dinghy and being towed behind it so I didn't have to talk to anyone. But I, I think it's going to be an interesting contrast because in Norway, people generally listen to the authorities here. It's all centralized. Um, all, 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 this, all the municipalities and the states are talking to the, the, the federal agencies. And as soon as the Public Health Institute says a thing, then most workplaces do it. So, it's going to be interesting to see that contrast with, say, mm. a European-type system compared to the States where you're like, don't tell me what to do. 
is there going to yeah. be? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's difficult to know w- whether some states can sort of institute what's 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 going to be happening. But look, I do think your idea of it, it's going to be clear. Like these uh, these hospitals are going to be overrun. We're seeing exactly the same thing in in Italy. Um, my PhD student is a medical doctor from Italy, and he's getting reports from his colleagues who are in Milan. Oh wow! Who are in Milan? They're like. Um, you know, the, the the worst thing is that they're running out of respirators. These things you, you can't just yep. magically make a new yeah, respirator. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't click. Your, you can't click your fingers and um and, and get that. You can get more. You can get more staff. You can get more medical students. Um, that sort of stuff. Um, you, you can improve on. But there are certain things which <laughs> which you need for people to live, which yep. which are in short supply. Um, and, oh, and then they're in the position where they're trying to. Choose. Triage people on the basis of it's like oh, man, who's gonna, that's scary stuff. Oh, it's very terrible. So that that is and my presumably look. Just a, a flood of people are coming in with some form of pneumonia. I mean, this is a heavy duty respiratory virus. I imagine that they're just um, you know, and they're going to be coughing like steam trains. Yeah, um, spreading that shit all over. It's um. Yeah, and we sh- we need to look towards countries that are already experiencing it, like um, like like Italy, to actually see what's happening there, because the, the patterns are, are almost uncannily the same of this exponential growth of day to day doubling. It's happening in Norway, um, and there was a graphic actually showing how many days behind are countries. So I think uh, most mm. most of Europe is eight days behind. Um, the states is about eleven days behind. So now, mm, okay. now, now in Italy, we're we're essentially seeing the collapse of of of, of the health system. Um, so you know, what's what's going to happen in eleven days' time in the states? I don't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. The what happened here? They declared a state of emergency in Massachusetts because they had a doubling of cases overnight. It went from forty something to ninety something. Uh, okay. That's, that's 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 pretty proactive. That that's yeah. That's quite proactive. Well, I, I think declaring a state of emergency just determines how you that's access- a, That's a funds thing. Various internal and external resources, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's like no one runs up and down the street with a big bell yelling- Emergency, emergency. yeah. Emergency <laughs> going on. Town crier. Um, yeah, less less effective these days. Oh, dear. I feel like we haven't done a very focused podcast, Dan. It feels like simultaneously there's- you don't want to trivialize anything that's happening by making fun of it. Mm. But also people have either seen a great deal about this or almost nothing about this combined yeah. with there's it's 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 not really our place and will not become our place to give anyone specific advice on what to do, at least not advice that they couldn't be getting elsewhere. It kind of gets in the way of reflecting on other things is this sort of overwhelming aspect to it because i mean it's colored today but it's colored every email yeah. that i've written every, every tweet phone call that i've made uh most of the thoughts that i've had even if they were nice ones like sitting in my front room in the afternoon where the sun's coming through the window and i'm having my third cup of coffee for the day and i'm hanging out with the cat going weirdest epidemic i've ever been lived through mm. fuck yeah. um so it's it's ever present. It affects your ability to say anything else and not immediately have to reflect on the fact that you've said it. It makes everyone self-conscious about having any other kind of discussion. Which is kind of odd. It's odd to be recording a podcast now. Yeah. 
even if it is largely about the thing. And I hope nothing incredibly terrible. I mean, I'm well aware of the fact that we could both look like absolute dicks by Monday when something totally unexpected happens and we're already wildly out of date. Yeah. It's a weird thought to have. Yeah. You know, normally you talk about persistent issues. You talk about the job market. It's, it's, you know, you're talking about the culmination of a sort of 15 to 20 year trend on what's been happening. This is more kind of, well, I hope we're not all on fire by Friday. Yeah, it's day to day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. As long as the as long as the as long as the utilities stay, because um, once once those go down, but that, that's that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, but I I sincerely doubt that. Yeah. You know, look, see, here's 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 the other thing. Um, a lot of people are going to get this. The problem's not people being affected. Like someone could have this and drive around a delivery van, or make sure the all the valves and stopcocks and systems and shit don't go down on the water or the power. Uh, a lot of people are going to get this and, you know, have you ever seen the Mitchell and Webb sketch, it's just a cough and it's fine? No. We'll find it. Yeah, it's a, it, it's that's that's going to be a lot of people's experience when this goes about. The problem is the killing of other people who will not. Well, maybe killing is too strong a word. Death. Uh, illness. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it can fuck you. You spend a lot of time with enough fluid in your lungs hacking your lungs up. It's not real good for you, even if you live through it. Yeah. Um, it's not cheap. It'll get, uh, let's not get into it. So, I think that the, the one thing that people seem to persistently misunderstand, even though I see all the public health messaging people like smashing on about this for a week, and then you go a little bit further afield and read comments on a newspaper article and you realize people, don't, it's just not the fuck getting through. Yeah. Um, the whole idea is don't get sick immediately. Flatten the curve. The whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice that that's become that mimetic that quickly because that is absolutely what happens every time there's a crisis. Shit, there's places in America where they've had massive pileups on freeways and has killed the ICU in a major city. Far out. Yeah? I mean, in the, uh, a million years ago, when they used to have massive pileups on the West Coast. I, I remember from like very dimly- uh, you know, they'd fill up the, the ICU in one hospital and they'd fill the ICU up in another hospital just because you had, I mean, 60 cars worth of people all munching into each other in the fog, mm. some shit like that, yeah? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you've you've gone, you're having a relatively quiet night. You're thinking you'll dock off to the break room and knock out a quick Sudoku before the next stabbing victim comes in. And all of a sudden, 200 people with steering columns sticking out of their fucking ear turn up at the same time. What do you think happens? You start making, you start having to make decisions that are like even to this is battlefield medicine yeah, kind of scenario. Triage. Except, yeah, I saw that. And this look, this whole people don't realize that that's a people just think oh, yeah, make a decision. You've got a clipboard. It's not. It's a. It's a thing. It's a legitimate, yeah. separate medical area. It's a thing that you can have expertise in. It's a thing that is. Uh, it, it's like a, a, a it's a combination of uh, decision making and list making and action and prioritization and shit like that. It's like something like an air traffic controller would do. Yeah, and and, um, and that is that is and you just you put far too many people in. And it's going to break anything. So don't stub your toe and get infected, and then have to 
go to fucking hospital looking for antibiotics. That, that's the worry. Like, like this, this, this afternoon, I was playing with my daughter and she was standing on a chair. And normally, I'd be like, oh, you know, she'll be right. And then I ran towards her in case because I'm like, I'm not taking her to the to, to emergency to get her arm yeah. checked out at this uh, yeah. right, right now. But I, I saw a very interesting thread from from a doctor from a smaller regional hospital here, which was laying out the stats. And the doctor mm. and the doctor was saying, okay, right now we have the the technical capacity to take care of eight people in our town of about uh, two hundred thousand people. We can take care of eight people in our intensive care. Um, Bloody hell, that's not a lot of ICU. But but that that's all they need. That's all they need in, in that particular. That's all they've needed to the, now. Exactly. That's all they needed to now. But um, if if things if the projections um come to fruition, then things things are going to get a bit a bit hairy. Um, so that 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 is that is the main concern. So we'll wait and see. Um, um, but uh, we we are going to wrap up uh, this this particular episode. Stay safe, Hertz Nation. But we, before we finish up, um, we had a comment from uh, from a friend of the show, Research Remora. I've always loved that name. Much better than Research Parasites. Having having a Remora attaching itself to a to to a shark to to get all the uh, the resources from there. But Research Remora has has tweeted in saying um, they're really stoked that we've got this um, support from Prolific, um, but they do miss the the call outs for how you can support the show. So this is for you. Uh, <laughs> there's a few. Sorry, they miss you wittering. They on do. About how I, was surprised. You- oh, I was surprised. I was surprised. Witter. I was surprised. But um, as well uh, as well as our, um, of course, you can support us on Patreon. On Patreon with uh, one and five dollars. We, we get a lot of people. Um, I love getting the messages that we're getting. Uh, that, that we get a new uh, patron supporting us. But you can get bonus free episodes there. We have our merch store. A lot of people are still buying right. stuff there. From- Actually, look, if, if people are people are listening to a lot of back catalogue and they're catching up on the, the fire hose of general lunacy that we've committed to the airwaves over a long period of time, yeah. how many Patreon episodes are there now? We started there from, from the mid-70s. Mid-70s, and that's every second episode. So, there's approximately 15 or 16 episodes that are on Patreon that you may never have heard. So, you know, as much as I want you to do something selfless, at the end of the day, if you sign up for that, you will get 15 extra mini-episodes. So, that's something to consider. And honestly, the mini episodes is just me saying horrible black shit that I've never <laughs> want not paywalled in the first oh, place. Oh, same, same, same with certain, me. There's a certain Bums amount of truth to that. And yeah, Dan's, Dan's definitely a little bit more forthcoming. Yeah. So you, and you thought he was such a nice boy. Go on, finish yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah, Go so, on. <laughs> so you, you, can, you can get some uh, free bonus stuff there. Um, and of course, um, we, do, we, we both see it when you post stuff. On um on uh, on on Twitter, talking about the show, posting screenshots, all that stuff is very cool. So you can support us that way. So there you go. That is for you, Research Remora. But thanks for listening. Um, we are going to be back again soon with a new episode. We have uh, two exciting guests also lined up. We're speaking with one of them next week, so that's going to be really good. Ah uh, yes. Now you know Dan that I love each and every one of our guests best of all, but. These coming too, I am I am particularly excited mm. for those two episodes. One because it's a topic that I really want to do. Yeah. And the other one because there's a huge congruence with work that I do. And I have so many questions about Well, you'll see. Yeah. This will this will I think they're I think they're both gonna be instant winners. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon with a new episode. See you later. Mm-hmm. Bye.